my pleasure, I'm going to, uh, I've asked a couple of people to tell us something of their story of having met the risen Jesus. Uh, just like the, the gospels was, the gospel was read to us this morning, Caitlin read from Matthew's gospel, and, and in that gospel account, um, it talks about how the women on the way met the risen Jesus. And in fact, in one of the other gospel accounts, some of the, other, some of the fellas that heard these women sharing of their account of meeting Jesus risen from the dead, some of the guys were like, yeah, I'm not sure about that, and they wanted to go and investigate for themselves, which was fine. They were on their journey. But the, the, the situation was often, often people will want to not believe the story of the risen Jesus. There's just some kind of thing that we're dealing with here in human nature and in the spirit that's opposed to the knowing of Jesus. But the power of how people know about Jesus, it's as people tell their story of having met Jesus that the kingdom gets advanced and people's lives are changed. So this morning, I've asked a couple of folk to come and join me up here and they're going to share some of their story with us. So um, the first I'm going to invite is, is Sean, Sean Mackle. Come on up here. Why don't you welcome Sean up here? Grab a seat, Sean. And um, so first off, for those of you who may not know Sean, Sean, just tell us a little bit about yourself, a few things that help us to get to know you. Okay, so I'm Sean. I started coming to this church in September last year and I was baptised in October. And uh, that was a big day. Um, I love cooking and so if you come to encounter uh, every now and then, uh, Sharon and I do the cooking. I love cooking, I love eating, and I love exercise. Cooking and eating, you find this is a good home here. We're, we're right there with you. All right, tell me, of all the dishes, what's your fave? Like, what's your go-to? Well, of all the dishes I've cooked, it's my um, pumpkin and uh, smoky ham hock soup. Oh, that sounds good. That's that's the one that's so. That sounds good. So so like on us when when it gets a little bit cooler in winter here yeah. and the Sunday night services, you reckon a little bit of that might be served up. It's the way to go. So all right, keep 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 in touch, folks. You're you're welcome to come and enjoy the pumpkin and ham hock soup with some rosemary. In the with some rosemary, <laughs> thank you. Yes, chefs always have that little bit of extra, don't they? Um, anyways, hey, listen. A couple of questions I just want to ask you this morning, Sean. Can you, um, can you firstly share with us just a moment or an experience where you personally met the risen Jesus? Earlier in the year, about it was in December, I was going through a lot of um, tough times, a lot of um, beating up on myself. Um, I just uh, lost my job, um, was getting over marriage breakdown and um, even though I was uh, baptised, I was still you know, struggling with that a little bit and I, asked, I was asking God for forgiveness one day when I was going on my 20k walk and about, after about 15k's we were having this discussion and I just said, Lord, I just feel that... Um, you know, all the guilt and the shame and the burden and 
for losing my job and you know having to reconcile with the people that I may have hurt and all those sorts of things. And the conversation went on the same with um, my marriage and and those sorts of things. And I was just saying about the shame for the children and you know that I felt that I I couldn't make it through and couldn't make it work and. Um, Jesus said to me, um, he said, uh, you didn't fail. You have no shame, you have no guilt. He said, I released you from your job. It was killing you. And I released you from your marriage. It wasn't, you know, right with you. And I believe straight away that it was Jesus talking to me because of the calm that came over me. Um, the joy that um, ignited in my heart straight away. I felt like I was um, just climbed out of my grave and I just knew it was Jesus that spoke to me. And in that moment, can you, um, can you describe for us what the character of Jesus was like in that moment? What, how did, how was, what was it like to encounter him? How did he wow. present himself um, to you? One of the things that I found coming to this uh, church was how um, you guys, now we, I, I felt like I was on the outside looking in to what you guys had. Now I feel like I'm on the inside looking out to what everyone else is missing out on. But Jesus that day, um, the Holy Spirit is just takes me to my knees nearly every day with worship and the, the feeling, the love I have for Jesus. And on that day, even though it was, it sounded like it was my own voice, it was a calm voice, it was a patient voice, it was a loving voice. And it was a voice that, as I was doing my walk, um, made my legs pretty weak. And I knew um, that it was Jesus because it was a fatherly voice. And it was the same voice you use when your kids are playing up or they're just not doing what you want them to do when they haven't got... A direction or something, and you just calmly and encourage encourage them to um, to do what's what they can do. And Jesus, when he said these things to me, as I said, even though it, it sounded like my voice, I just knew it wasn't my voice. It wasn't your voice, Sean. I've, if I could say, I've I've noticed um, quite a lot whenever you're here in the context of. We're meeting with Jesus, and we're we're worshiping Jesus, and even when the Bible's being read, and even as we're sitting here right now, um, it's like you're a magnet for the love of God, and it becomes very evident. Um, it seems like it's overwhelming. What's what's happening for you in that moment? <laughs> it is overwhelming. I, I've, I often joke about it with Sharon um, that I'll be driving along and listening to a worship song and I'll be bawling my eyes out. And um, It's not sadness. I feel absolutely no sadness. It's just joy. Joy, yep. And freedom. Yep. Um, this, yeah. And it happens all the time. If somebody smiles at me the wrong way, off I go. Yep. You know, one of the things, um, Caitlin read it in the Gospel of Matthew this morning. She said when, when the women were walking back and... Um, Jesus appeared to them, uh, the, the gospel says they were both terrified and delighted all at the one moment. It's like this complete collision of like emotions going on. And I, 
I see that happening for you whenever you get close to Jesus. Hey, Sean, can you tell us from those encounters with the Lord, you know, on, when you go walking, when you sit in his presence, when you're worshipping him, um, and those that fatherly voice as he's speaking to you, how, how has meeting the risen Jesus changed you? How Can you point to something that, you know what, this is changing me? Um, it changed me because in the way that I no longer, I feel separated from my life before that day. Um, I believe that I'm clean and in in the um, arms of, of Jesus. I feel that um, even with my kids, I try and encourage them gently um, because they probably haven't seen the side of me before to recognise and to um, come into step with Jesus. Grace is here today. Hey, Grace. Um, she's going to love that. Um, she just, it just, it's just so different. Um, I was blown away when, when this happened and I just feel more and more and more in love with Jesus every day. And it helps, it's helped me to actually reach out and to start a new um, love and to be able to love freely and without any baggage. It sounds to me like you're coming alive. Would that be a good way to describe it? That's a great way to describe it. Well, it sounds like Lee Strabel's onto something and you're a living example of meeting the risen Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Hey, thanks. Thanks, Sean. Why don't we give Sean some thanks? Bless you, mate. And at the same time, let's welcome Jules up. Come on up, Jules. Grab a seat. Terrified and delighted all at the same time. Yes. Hey, are these balloons in your way just here? These ones over here for the back corner there? Trent, could I just get you to maybe shuffle them down to the side there? It would be great. Excellent. Yes, terrified and delighted all at the same time. Gotcha. Now, there, just, let's just take a moment, Jules, and we'll just scan the room, look at all these faces. <laughs> They're for you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> They're for you. Hey, Jules, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, so I'm Jules and I'm married to Craig and we have three kids, Noah, Jake and Lucy, eight, six and three. So I'm, I'm not from round here, you may have guessed, um, almost a year now here in Australia. We moved from London May last year. And, uh... Okay, so what's been the, what's been the really big, um, what's been the really big plus about moving to Australia from London? <laughs> <laughs> slightly more space to live in, which has been good. Yeah. Yeah. The never-ending summer. The never-ending yeah. summer, yes. <laughs> the wild life. No. Um. That's true. It is never-ending. Yeah. And um, what, what was one of the, the, um, one of the big things about London that you miss? Uh, oh, the cheddar cheese. The cheese? <laughs> yes. Oh. I've not yet found a good cheddar cheese. Okay. And... Uh, and I've almost run out of my favourite tea bags I bought with me. So. All right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. What's the name of those tea bags? PG Tips. PG Tips. Yeah. Okay. PG Tips. And um, the name of the cheese? Oh, any cheddar is a good. Cheddar. Any good, yeah. good cheddar. All right. We'll see what we can do <laughs> um, to help with the grief. 
family too. Well, we're really glad that you and Craig and the kids are a part of the vineyard here. It's been about a year that you've been here now and um, it's been a delight to walk with you into that transition experience. It's pretty huge to move country and um, and culture as well because we're a little different, aren't we, these Australians? Hey, but Jules, can you um, just share with us this morning a moment or an experience of having meeting, a meeting with the risen Jesus? Um, so a little bit of context first, if that's all right. Um, so I grew up in church and had always gone every Sunday and uh, you know, my parents were Christians and around age I think, 12 I got baptised and felt like the faith was becoming my own but realised in my early 20s to late 20s that actually for a long time my faith had very much been about God and God as Father. I felt like I could relate to someone who would tell me what to do and to be obedient and to perform and to, um, you know, do the right thing and kind of probably held his love at arm's length. Um, And then uh, God had other plans. He wanted more for me and I could quite happily, sorry over there, (laughs) share that freedom with other people that... um, that I could see for them and the freedom that Jesus wanted to give to them. Um, But for me, it was, I think it's probably been the intimacy and being vulnerable and letting him in that I wasn't so comfortable with. So about 18 months ago, um, as part of our journey of leaving London and all that we knew, God did it very gently with us. And one thing he did was moved us out of the church I'd been part of for 14 years. And... um, that was a big deal. They were very much family, and I realized, actually, I'd probably been going to church for the people and not so much for God, and was so involved in serving, didn't really think too much about what I was doing. Uh, and it was when we went to the Vineyard Church in London, just for a visit, walked in, <laughs> boom, straight away hit, and I was like, this is either the really good coffee they've got here, or this is the Holy Spirit. So... After a few weeks, I stopped having the coffee, and I was like, no, this is definitely the Holy Spirit. It's okay. Um, and it was in that very first week that I was there um, that I just was overwhelmed with the Spirit in, in worship and really actually felt God as my Father lead me to Jesus. And he just said to me after lots of words that were coming at me in, during that worship time, and he just said, I want you to look to the cross because... This is Jesus, and you are good enough to be here. This is for you. This is the air that you've wanted to breathe for a very long time, that you have longed for and not yet received. So I actually saw Jesus' face looking at me from the cross. It was like that one there. And, um, yeah, he looked at me, and he said, it's finished. I forgive you. And now you need to forgive yourself. Um, and it was that moment I felt I let Jesus in. And he gave me a really good picture that afternoon. Because when you come away from church and you think, oh, maybe I was just caught up in the moment. Or how is this going to play out now? And that afternoon, having a nice cup of tea, he showed me a picture of me walking through the desert. And I had this big parachute attached to me with a clip here. And behind me were the, you know, the strings and the, or whatever it is, and the big parachute. And I'd been walking and trudging and walking and trudging and collecting more and more sand as I went. And that was the 
that what I was feeling so heavy with and what I felt like I couldn't fully embrace. And Jesus just came and just undid the clip and it was gone. <laughs> and um, I could just walk and walk with him as a friend and not just someone to do the right thing by. That sounds like a pretty um, powerful moment. Like, you know, it's quite evident the impact, even as you're telling us, this, this is like, this is something that's taken place deep in your heart. It's, um, who did, who did Jesus, how, how did you, how would you describe who Jesus was in that moment towards you? How did he, what was his way towards you? I think the biggest thing I've come to learn is that I felt really safe for the first time. I felt that he was in control and not controlling, but he was calm and he had it and I didn't have to anymore. And that he was a very safe place that I could be myself fully. And uh, the journey of trusting him in that has been ongoing. Um, It's very easy to put that old parachute back on again and do it your own way. But I think mainly I felt he was kind and calm and compassionate and safe and trustworthy. And um, it's really interesting the the way you're telling this story because it's like you're describing um, the Godhead for us. You know, you you had a historical long relationship with God the Father and then it sounds like it was the heart of the Father that you would get to know his son. Um, So... um, How's that going for you, you know, holding all of that that together? You know, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. It sounds like God's really expanding and opening up who he is to you. How, how are you finding that journey? Definitely. Um, well, I'm finding the Holy Spirit pretty powerful here and I've never been knocked off my feet so many times by his power than I have in these, this church here and that's been incredible and that's been a lot of healing and a lot of... Uh, ministry that he's done without me trying he's just come and met with me and literally knocked me off my feet um and I think that I'm trying to please God less and just be and allow him to lead me but I think the biggest change has been um seeing and knowing Jesus you know growing up in church I knew all the stories of him I knew about him and I've really been trying to get to know him and um see him in the day-to-day with me and I often, with the kids at home, if there's a crazy, if, when, there's a crazy moment. Um, And then I just see him just standing there with me and just being like, oh, that was tough, wasn't it? I'm like, yeah. And so rather than feeling like he's just a a really good friend to me and um, there's days where I'm better at letting him in and seeing my mess than others, and then I have to remember and think, no, you, you're not expecting anything of me. You just, you just want my heart, and he can just lead me and guide me. And I'm trying to ask him too, to how do you want me to partner with you? It's been a big thing we've learned here, um, and then he'll show me. And you know, it's almost like he's right there now, just giving me a little, <laughs> you got this, champion, and. Uh, you know, getting the shopping out of the back of the car, taking a moment before unbuckling the kids and just saying, like, it's all right, we've got this together. So I feel like I've got a companion and a friend who's got my back. So what you're telling us here is, as I'm hearing you, is like this is actually not just a, a real experience that you've personally had in encountering Jesus, but it's, it's like now it's translating into every area of your life. 
the shopping, yeah. the parenting. Uh, how does that? Uh, I mean, how does that? Uh, are there any other sort of new areas that in your life that you see Jesus's presence is translating into everyday life? Um, I think in allowing me to stop mm-hmm. and to to rest, and where I used to feel like I had to hold it all together and I had to be the one to keep everyone going and responsible for everyone's happiness and well-being and um, and all of that, which I've done for a very long time. Um, and I think I've had some really tender moments with him too, where he's just said, just come and rest your head on my lap. Like, just take a moment and rest. And before I've been like, that is so mushy, that is weak, no, like I can't sing Jesus that you're my... I love you and that you're beautiful, like, I'm sorry, but no. But I've been much more allowing my defenses to go down and to be vulnerable with him and to go, oh, it's actually really nice to breathe (laughs) and really nice to know that someone else has got me as well as everything I'm trying to carry. And he wants that too. You know, I love that phrase you used before, that he's in control but he's not controlling I just think that's a wonderful testimony that you're pointing to about the reality of Jesus. And I, I, don't, I don't know, I think maybe there's some people in this room this morning that could really lean into that revelation that you've discovered about being in relationship with Jesus, knowing that he's in control but not, control, not wanting to control you. Um, so... Jules, if you could say anything to this lovely group of people here that are sitting in front of you about Jesus and invite them into relationship with Jesus, what, using your words, what would you say to someone to invite them to Jesus? I think I'd say what he said to me, what God said is um, it's the right thing that you're here this morning. You're in the right place. He's got you in the right place. And he loves you completely as you are. You don't have to perform for him. You don't have to be anything for him. He knows it anyway, and he just wants your heart, and he'll help you do the rest, and he really can walk with you day by day and bring you freedom that you're longing for and that you need, and he'll shine from you. He'll let others see himself through you, and he'll do the work, and actually, it's quite fun and enjoyable. And that's a new revelation for me too. It's not just work. Um, But it really is a better story. It really is a better way to live. And what better day to commit your heart to him now on Easter Day because he really is risen and he really is alive. Beautiful, Jules. Hey, listen, why don't we just create some space for people to respond to that right now, that invitation. If you would like to lean into a relationship with Jesus Christ right now, and come out from underneath even your old ways of understanding him and into the revelation of who he really is as as God the Father is, you know, unfolding for us this morning and you're listening. Uh, if you would like to have more relationship with Jesus, why don't you just like where you are, you might just want to stand up because I'd love to... I'd, I'd love for Jules to and Sean to, to pray for you this morning. So just where you are, if you would like to have relationship with Jesus Christ, just feel free to stand up right where you are, knowing that he's the son of the living God and that you're in the right place this morning. 
wonderful. Any others? Any others just feel like, you know what, I would, I, the Jesus that, that Jules and Sean are talking about, I, I want relationship with that Jesus, the Son of God. Just where you are, just stand up where you are. Awesome. Hey, Jules, do you want to, can you just pray for, for, for everyone that's standing up? Yeah, that'd be good. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for sending your precious son to us, Jesus, to die on a cross for us, to take all of our sin and our shame and our guilt upon himself, and that you, God, would raise him from the dead so that we can know and have personal relationship with Jesus as our friend our saviour, the one who wants to walk with us, the one who wants and desires us because he knows how much more there is to show us of his creation, of who we are, of who he's made us to be, but most importantly, who he is. And we thank you, God, for the gift of your Holy Spirit too, to comfort us, to guide us, and to come in power we pray right now, Holy Spirit, won't you come? Won't you come and breathe and whisper new revelation to each of these people who are standing and each of those, God, who you want to rise to their feet right now because your spirit is moving. I pray, God, that they too would know, like you have graciously blessed me, God, to know you, not through anything that I have done or earned, but simply because of who you are and who you've called us to be in you. So, Father, we just come and we ask for more. Jesus, we come and we ask for more. And Holy Spirit, we come and we ask for more. Don't let us walk out of here in the way that we've come. I pray for these parachutes to be unclipped around people's waists. Come and unclip them now in the name of Jesus. Enemy, we tell you to go because we do not need to carry around baggage anymore. We don't need to drag extra weight. We don't need to walk burdened. We can just come and walk in your freedom. And all you ask is for a step towards you. And actually, you run through that sand and you run and you get us in your arms and you show us a better story. Thank you, Lord. Even as Jules is praying about that load, there's people in here with like, they've been, there's literal weight in their shoulders right now. There's a weight in their shoulders and, it, and you're tired of it. It's wearing you out. It's not from the Lord. If you want that weight lifted, just step up, just stand up where you are right now. There's people in here that have got weight on them that's not from the Lord. It's, he wants to lift it from you. That's it. Just stand up right where you are. Right where you are. Thank you, Lord. That's it. Come on. Don't, don't drag your bags out of here. Leave them here. Jesus died so you don't have to walk with that lump of bag around your shoulders that just keeps dragging you and draining you of life. Let it go.
That's it. Let it go. It's got all sorts of names. Each and every one of us, it's got names associated with it. Thank you, Jesus, that you came to set people free to live a full life. And we just thank you now, Holy Spirit, that you're breaking off people this weightiness, whether it's from the words of the enemy, whether it's our own self spoken words over ourselves, choices we've made, things that have been done against us and things that we've even participated in. We just wrap it all up now in your name, Jesus, and ask that you just break it and lift it off your people and bring freedom to them now, right now in Jesus' name. Let the power of the kingdom of God come upon you now and set you free, set you free. Set you free now in Jesus' name. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. That's it. There's more. There's the Sylvia, the Spirit of the Lord's on you. Just welcome the power of the Holy Spirit. Bren, there's more for you. More for you. Just more, Lord. That's it. Thank you, Holy Spirit. More, Lord. You know, just stay in that place. Those of you who are standing there, just stay there. Just keep receiving. You know, when Jesus rose from the dead, what he did was he took all of the hope of the future kingdom. When God says, I'm going to make all things new, and he took the power of that prophetic promise and he, and he, 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 he inaugurated it into the earth right then and there in the resurrection of Jesus. And so we don't have to wait to get to heaven to get the benefits of the kingdom. We can know the benefits of the kingdom right here, right now. And so there's some of you here this morning, If you, before you go this morning, you would like the benefits of the kingdom in your life through relationship with Jesus Christ. We want to make opportunity for you to receive prayer, be it physical healing, whatever, be it for restoration of relationships, um, whatever the circumstantial stuff that's going on around you, the kingdom of God, the rule and reign of God, the future promise of the kingdom to come is right in this room right now in the resurrected Jesus. And he is generously extending his arms open wide to you this morning. So feel free to come on up the front, up the front here, and we're going to pray. Simone and um, the team are just—they're just going to close out with a song just to, to um, just to bless us with as we head out this morning. Just grab the rest of the worship team and come on up there. They're going to sing a closing song. And as that's going on, I just invite you to come on up the front if you would like the benefits of the kingdom of God that Jesus Christ has won for you, just come on down the front here and we'll pray with you this morning before you go, okay? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, King Jesus. Um, Sean, do you want to come pray with some folk down the front here and Jules? As Jules was praying, um, I just felt like there were some names of some places of darkness in all of us that he just wants to break off today. Um, and one of those was loneliness. You can be in a room full of people and still feel no presence of God and worthlessness that you've gone too far 
that there's no hope of restoration, that you don't even want to look at the face of Jesus because you just feel so much shame. He just wants to break off those things today, shame, loneliness and worthlessness. Because what he did on the cross, he did for everyone and nothing is bigger than what he did on the cross. No place of darkness. All of that darkness is gone today in Jesus' name. So let's stand and we're just going to close with this song. And if you'd like to come and pray with some of the folk that are up the front here, come and pray. Some fellas to come up and pray with the guys. Ladies, come pray with the ladies. And um, over to you, Simone. Thanks, guys. God bless you this week. Walk this week with the risen Jesus. He's ready to encounter you at the moment you wake up every day. And even when you sleep at night, he's speaking his great love to you. In everything that you're walking through, he's an amazing king. And his kingdom is here for you. Hey, God bless you. Have a great week in the kingdom of God.